Hi everyone, I'm Andrew, and this year we've been too busy to do a season of Citizen Lane, which means I've basically seen no films. That's right. None at all. Well, practically anyway. So, I've asked the brothers to put together their top 10 of 2022 and tell me about them, so that I have some picks for the holiday. So, get out your paper and pen, or your Google Notes, for some hot film recommendations in the special edition of Citizen Lame. He hasn't watched many movies, he's a pop culture pariah. If he says he's watched Morbius, just assume he is a liar. I must select your movie if you want to win the game. His name is Andrew, known as Citizen Lame. Simon. Hello. Dylan. Hey. Welcome back, guys. It's good to be back. It's wonderful. What's taking us so long? Oh, you know, stuff. Oh, yeah, there was all that stuff. There was all that stuff that we were doing. <laughs> Got right in the way. Yeah, <laughs> we were doing stuff, weren't we? Well, you weren't. Yeah, you were Yeah, you, you were doing nothing. Yeah, you didn't include me in that stuff that you were doing. Dylan was doing so much stuff. I was doing so much stuff. Don't forget the things. Uh, I did a lot of things. Well, by implying that I haven't watched any movies this year, yeah. uh, it sort of makes it sound like I've done some reading, which I haven't. <laughs> I haven't read anything. I don't... Wait, I'm going to pause you right there. I don't yeah. think if you say that you haven't watched any movies in a year that someone yeah. automatically jumps to, oh, you've been, yeah, you've been reading. Yeah, I don't think they no, are I think, exclusive. I think people will think that I'm, you know... Being smart or something. No, I don't think Unlikely. you got No chance of that happening. <laughs> well, I've been listening to podcasts, if that's all right. Well, I don't know if I feel good about you listening to podcasts. Aren't yeah. you meant to only enter the podcast world when we're involved? How am I supposed to get better at pod being a on a podcast? <laughs> if, if I don't well, listen to other podcasts. You're doing is not working. You could listen to a couple more, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> right. Before this episode, I asked you two to come up with a top 10 list of 2022. Mm-hmm. For me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, how did you come up with these movies? That's a good question because you're thinking we're two people. Yeah. We have our own individual top 10 lists. Yes. How did we combine them? Simon, well, if, I, if I may. Yeah. I'll let you do the explanation because oh the numbers are complicated. Okay, that's I'll do the math. That's incredible. I was just going to say, you know, this is such a normally a competitive format, <laughs> but you guys have managed to collaborate. We've come together for this one. Yeah. Incredible. I'm going to be honest, it was quite easy for me to at least come up with my top 10 because every single year I'll start a new list of the films that I see that are released that year and I'll just jot them down as I see them in order that I enjoy them. So I'm not trying to like find out what is the most objectively great film. Hence why Jackass Forever is quite high on my list yeah. of films I've seen this year. Okay. Because I had a good time watching it. I just had a good old-fashioned time. So anyway, I already had a list. I asked Dill to make uh, his list. Yeah, on the fly. I've been aware of your list making for the last maybe four or five years. Yeah. Seems like a very not much effort needed to be put in from Simon's side to yeah, create no. a top 10 list. Very little effort from I, my side. I was struggling to think if I'd even seen <laughs> 10 films that came out this year, this year. Because I will say this, I finally watched Shawshank Redemption. Wow. Finally. <laughs> you know, this has been an ongoing thing in the regular seasons Just of... Wait. Uh, Andrew, Shawshank yep. Redemption is a film. Okay. So he's oh, not aware of films. No. Okay. All right. It but sounds... I've brought it up a few times. <laughs> it sounds like somebody gets together at a braai. Nope. No, you're thinking of the Lamb Shank Redemption. Oh, the Lamb Shank Redemption, sorry. Brilliant. Or the Dead Poets Society. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my joke. That belongs to Anne Hirsch. <laughs> yes, so then I suddenly had to come up with all the films I'd seen. And um, it turns out it's quite difficult to do when you're not listing them as you see them. <laughs> because it's, a, it's either a question of just trying to remember off the top of your head, yeah. which, you know, obviously I started with. <laughs> and then w once I'd got past the Batman, I thought, <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to consult 
consult IMDb on this. <laughs> Turns out 13,564, I think, films wow. have been released this year, Seriously. theatrically. Wow. Um, so I put them in order of popularity yep. um, because I thought that would be best. <laughs> and I went through about you 19 started, pages. Started at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I finally compiled my list. But now I had to put it into top 10 order. Simon's been like excruciating over this list like day after day yeah. after day after year after year. And he wanted yeah. me to send him one in about five minutes. Yeah. But he did. And he did very well, I think. What I will say is that his scoring system um, is very advanced because Thanks. obviously when two people come together with their own top 10 lists of films that aren't based on having gone to see <laughs> films together necessarily, but yeah. sometimes they have, it can be quite difficult to come out with one master list. Yeah. Do you want to know how we did it, Andrew? Do you want to know how we did Please, it? Please, tell me. So, okay, if a film was number 10 on my list, it got given one point. Wait, wait, wait. Why only one point? Because it was at the bottom... Oh, so it's kind of like inverse Yeah. And if the film, the film was number one, Andrew, it got 10. Yes. And that's how we numbered it on my list and on Dill's list. Add the numbers together. Got a list that had a clear number one film. And then a bunch of ones that joined eighth, joined fifth. Right, whatever. right, right. But it kind of works. Okay, that's interesting. I did it in Excel, Andrew. Have you ever used Excel? Bloody love Excel. That's even that's maybe even more excited for this episode. The fact the fact that you've used Excel, does, did you did you do like a data sort formula? Did you do a data sort? Could you sort by? I didn't by need the rank. To sort anything. Did you go sum equals b two through to b nine? I didn't. I, okay. I used no formulas. Okay, next year, can you at least do like? Even if you just number the movies yeah. and then give them your rating and their name and then you can sort them like either based on the number that you put Ooh. them in or the rank that you gave them. I do like that. I, I won't lie. I felt really old the other day <laughs> um, when I was on Instagram. I saw a sponsored post that was of someone using Excel <laughs> and, I, and teaching you tricks and tips for Excel. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I watched the whole thing and was enamored by it. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. And that's targeted yeah. advertising too. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I left Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, were there any honorable mentions, you know, movies that didn't quite make the cut? Ooh, so many. I mean, I've seen a lot of films this year, which means a lot of films did not make the cut. Because mm. it's been quite a good year for the old cinema. And I think that's largely because so many films weren't released the last two years because of COVID. Yeah. So they left a lot of things like bumper crop of films this year. Um, the two that I will probably mention, I watched a film called Brian and Charles recently. It was Brian lovely. and Charles. Yeah, it was about a man called Brian who creates a robot called Charles. It sounds good. I'm in. In it's fact, wonderful. Andrew, a yeah. man who creates a robot, that's <laughs> right up your alley, isn't it? It sounds great. Um, it, it, you know, Charles is not a very imaginative name for a robot, but maybe it gets the job done. Yebo Robo. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to say that Yebo Robo yeah, is a I'm better name than Charles. It, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, got, you got me there. Listeners who haven't listened to anything else we've ever done might want to know that Andrew entered Robot Wars when yeah. he was about two years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, why is, is this an honorable mention? Why isn't it in the list? It probably would have been like ninth or tenth in the list, but then when it got compiled, it didn't make the final top ten of our joint list. So, see, it's an honorable mention for that reason and then that also is the other reason why Chippendale Rescue Rangers is an honorable mention because that was quite high in my <laughs> on my list I really enjoyed that film and okay. we watched that one together we did <laughs> so he must be thinking what were all those laughs then <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I'll, I'll put uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as an honorable mention. You yeah. know, it's a Marvel film the juggernaut continues to juggernaut <laughs> it was fine 
There were funny quips. There were uh, spectacular visuals. Was there madness? There wasn't as much madness or multiverse no, in a film leaning quite heavily <laughs> on uh, the multiverse of madness. Especially considering, spoiler alert, there's a film in our list that has a lot of multiverse and a lot of madness. Yes. It, yeah. It also didn't help that that happened <laughs> to this film. Um, but we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. And then I've got Don't Worry, Darling, which okay. I know was on your list somewhere. It was on my list. But certainly not in the top 10. No. Which I thought it's another film that where Doctor Strange maybe has a very direct parallel with this other film that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Don't Worry, Darling has quite a few loose parallels to quite a lot of movies. And they all do it a bit better. Yeah. So in a vacuum, Don't Worry Darling is probably a better film than it ends up feeling like because you go, ugh, I've seen that done better. Mm. Ugh, that ending. <laughs> not that ending. Uh. But on its own, I think it's quite good. Okay. So you're saying that the best thing to do with Don't Worry Darling is to do one of those Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind things yeah. where you raise all of your film history, yes. go and watch it, have a great time. But then, will that not ruin the better films when you end up watching those? Uh, and you start going, <laughs> oh, it was all a... No, I won't say. This, this all looks like an episode of Spaced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind erased from my memory so that I can see it again You could watch it with time. me through new eyes. Through your eyes? Yeah. What, sit behind you? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know... It's, it's like some people in the movie theater. <laughs> um, I wanted to know if watching these films uh, at home or in the cinema affected the way that you chose them or affected their placement on your rankings well, list. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, so I guess... Did you, uh, did you watch any of the films in the cinema? Yes, definitely. I'll well, you mentioned watched. Jackass um, yeah. Forever earlier. That's certainly the kind of film that benefits from at least one or two pals around yeah. you laughing as somebody hits their face into a beehive. Definitely. And that's why I think compiling this in the way I do where you put the enjoyment level above necessarily the, not that there is a way to objectively rank a film, but like a more traditional way of I ranking you'll it. you'll find IMDb has found it. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think definitely if you've watched a film either in the cinema that's really enjoyed it, like there've been some uh, Marvel films this year and last year that I saw that definitely benefited from mm. crowds being very excited for what they were seeing. But also likewise, I mean, there's a film in this list that all three of us watched together at home. And that was a, a good vibe. And that's probably why that film's quite high on my list is because it was an enjoyable film with enjoyable people. So what you're saying to the listener is get out of the home, go to the cinemas, yeah. let's bring back the film industry. Yeah. And if you don't do that, then stay in the home, but invite some friends around. <laughs> Got it. Nice. All right. So before we get cracking with the good stuff i mm. am sure. intrigued you are really teasing the listener <laughs> who wants to hear this top 10 all these pre-questions yeah it's not like it's been a year or something uh <laughs> what were the worst movies that you watched this year oh that's fun i'm gonna list three in order okay um, I think Nightmare Alley. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just need to say it was quite boring. What's it about? I, I couldn't actually tell you. I know it was kind of old timey. There might have been a circus involved. In fact, <laughs> I think there were magicians involved in some capacity. And that should really, you know, float my boat. Or, you know, my uh, my magician's assistant with a cloth <laughs> or uh, if she floats. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is, it's not what I come to expect from Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. And I wanted more monsters with eyes in their hands. Look, I and think more fish monsters. You wanted more of that. I wanted more of that. And it was you? more like, oh, we're going to talk about how your life hasn't been that good. 
and move on from there. And oh, I'm into you, but now I'm not, or am I? Yeah, am I? And we saw that at a cinema and with uh, each other. <laughs> That's true. Look, I think I enjoyed that film probably more than you did, but I also would agree that when compared to some of his more recent work before that, yeah. uh, just not as good as. I mean, Shape of Water was amazing. Yeah, Nightmare Alley, you know, a little bit snoozy listener is this making any sense to you <laughs> simon do you want to rattle off one of your worst okay i the, the absolute worst film that i watched this year it was the adam project it's a film on netflix it looked like <laughs> it came straight to netflix and it's a film that seemed to exist mainly because some studio executive found a kid who could do a very good ryan reynolds impression <laughs> <laughs> and thought how can we use that we'll make a film that has ryan reynolds meeting a younger version of himself and it really is I, it's very unmemorable i feel bad putting it at the bottom of my list because yeah. actually i would have never watched it and it's not something that would have interested me because i had seen that it wasn't that good yeah normally straight to netflix films with probably some exceptions that actually going to happen this month when this is released but normally straight to Netflix films are pretty bad yeah, so I would have avoided it but I ended up at someone's house and they put it on and so I watched it and was very bored and didn't find it very fun oh, I shame. mean the name itself is almost like the kind of default name you give a movie before you've decided <laughs> on a real name <laughs> yeah okay we don't know what to call this there's a guy called Adam who's going to call it the Adam Project yes. for now and it's like garage bands naming their songs. <laughs> the problem <laughs> the is, first one. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is this film is directed by the same guy that did the um, Nine in the Museum movies, which I also think, like in principle, should be really good, but yeah. actually are not that great. Are they mm. not? I don't. I didn't love them. Um, but my problem is that like he's now directing the third Deadpool and I quite enjoy the Deadpool movies thus far. So okay. I'm a little bit worried about how it's yeah, going to turn out. Yeah, that is worrying. I didn't know that. Well, speaking of um, third films in a <laughs> franchise, Jurassic World Dominion. This, uh, this is a film <laughs> that somehow I went to see at the cinema, even though Jurassic World annoyed me. <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom really, really got me down. But when they started leaking news that the original three from the original movies in the 90s were coming back, I thought, come on. <laughs> do it just stick the landing come on you can do it it's dinosaurs laura dern's back it's gonna be good and also i always say how hard can it be because the way that the if you even if you don't like the second jurassic world form yeah. the way it ends is amazing dinosaurs loose in the world exactly and oh, like spoiler there's, a, alert. there's like a short ah uh, you should know by now there's a short <laughs> film on youtube that's like takes place in that world yes that's also like amazing dinosaurs on loose while these people Better are camping the whole of jurassic world dominion yeah it should be it should be great is, that, wh is that why it's called world sorry genuine question is that yes. why it's called world because well, they're no, not the, they're no the, longer in the park the park changes its name to world but yeah. i think on a broader uh, outside of the right. world of the movie it is that gotcha yeah. i'm up to but speed they failed to deliver on that kind of one and a half movie promise <laughs> that they that they made that dinosaurs were going to break loose yeah. and we would have dinosaurs speaking of little bits on youtube yeah. um they also released the original opening for jurassic world dominion <laughs> and it was going to be seeing like the dinosaurs in their habitat 65 million years ago whatever it was Ooh. and then like a descendant of that t-rex the special t-rex that seems to always be the same t-rex <laughs> and stuff like that and that looked quite fun and i did actually end up watching it and it was very well done what they showed instead in the film was kind of cell phone footage of 
like um, I think now this or okay. whatever it's called going like oh and we're here in Hyde Park and there's dinosaurs everywhere and you kind of see a blurry dinosaur and <laughs> goes away and then it's like cuts to ticker tape and like, dinosaurs running wild in San Francisco you're like show us that show us that properly <laughs> Flip. And then uh, and then one last thing about it that was bad was that they wasted not only that promise of Dinosaurs Running Wild, but they wasted the original cast. Yeah. They brought them back, stuck them on some weird side plot that is so dull and weird <laughs> that it's actually not even worth mentioning. I hope nobody has gone to see this film. This it's, film it was a real sad duck of an ending. This film is so bad that genuinely I texted Dill before I was about to watch it and said, look... The completist in me wants to finish the Jurassic World trilogy because I haven't watched the third one yet. Uh, it feels like something that I should watch if I've invested this much time in it. Should I watch it? Dill said, no, it's genuinely that bad. It's not worth going to. Yeah. So I haven't watched it. Yeah. Oh. And that just makes me feel warm and fuzzy that you hold <laughs> <Yeah>. my <Sure>. stock <laughs> so highly. But um, one, one other thing that I think is worth mentioning is uh, you must have seen, at least, Andrew, you must have seen promotional material on YouTube for the first Jurassic World with Chris Pratt kind of training velociraptors. Yes, I've seen some clips on YouTube. An image pops to mind with him standing with his yes, hands out. Yes, He does that to every dinosaur in this film <laughs> and somehow they all obey him as if putting your hand out is the thing. <laughs> They establish that he has a relationship with these animals. It's like yeah. if you have a pet, yeah. your hand motions or he's whatever like, are he's to like do Ma with Mowgli of the of the dinosaurs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But the, in a world where that uh, all of the wolves everywhere yeah. would uh, respect his hand calls, not just the ones that he actually spends any time with, like yeah. uh, Arkela. must have been directed. <laughs> must have been directed by the same guy that Adam Project. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another film that I watched this year that I didn't particularly enjoy uh, was Halloween Ends. Similar to Dill's thing about uh, watching trilogies is I'd watched the other two films and I thought I need to wrap it up. Mm. And I had heard that this one was slightly better than the, the sequel. So I thought I'll watch it. I'll give it the time of day. Um, and I'll, I'll, look, I'll give a credit where credit is due. It does end. Um, <laughs> not only does the film end, it doesn't just go on forever, but the franchise does seem to have a definitive end in some of the events that happen in that film. And that, these days, is very... That must be very tricky for people who own the rights to these franchises <laughs> yeah. to actually do. When they've kind of eked out every sequel, prequel, sidequel that imaginable yeah. for the last, I mean these films all kind of came out around the 80s-ish yes, yeah. 80s well no I think it started in the 80s and haven't stopped exactly that's what I'm saying <laughs> so there must be just a pile of, of of sequels and things that all make relatively enough money for there to be another one yeah. Uh, you know, if not just breaking oh, even. I mean, it will be back. They will find oh, a way. It? Oh, okay. It, not because they say that in the film, but they will find a way to bring it back. Right. Because, I mean, already this film is part of a trilogy that's actually a sequel to just the first Halloween film. The, uh, like any film that came after that first Halloween film, yeah. they've essentially just erased it from memory. Ah, uh, they a future past in it. <laughs> Basically. So someone's just going to go like, oh, well, I'm going to make a sequel to the second original Halloween film. <laughs> <laughs> and they can just start where they picked off. What's weird about the film, for those that don't know, okay, the, the the trilogy has a very simple premise, or at least the first original film and the first two of the new trilogy have an original <laughs> uh, premise, which is that a very strong and usually hard-to-kill man goes on a random killing spree. That's basically what those films are about. Sounds like a formula for success. Indeed. But this final film introduces a completely different conceit uh, that seems out of place. 
I, w- I don't want to give it away, but it's like, imagine if you were watching the fourth Hunger Games movie and Katniss Everdeen just suddenly had the ability to talk to animals. You'd be like, <laughs> wait, well, this wasn't in the first three films. Why, why is she able to Dr. Doolittle this now? Yeah. Michael Myers in Halloween, not the actor, the character. Um, <laughs> he is able to do something in this fourth film or third film, however you want to look at it. But it's just like, wait, what? Where is this coming from? Yeah. And that's why for me, I spent the whole time going like, I just, I just don't. Yeah. Don't get it. I agree with you, and I agree that that should be near the bottom, but not the absolute bottom, Simon. <laughs> okay. The absolute worst film that I saw this year was Moonfall. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's available here anywhere on anything, but I somehow watched it in Thailand on Thailand Netflix, which might say something. I'm not sure. What is it? This film is absolute trash. It's from Roland Emmerich, who's uh. done such great films as that one Godzilla film we all remember, <laughs> and I think Independence Day. Yeah, he does all the big disaster movies. Yeah, basically. 2012. Yeah. He's, he's the disaster movie guy, but uh, mm, he's kind of lost it with age. So <laughs> this film is pure garbage. Okay. Absolute trash. Very cheap. Very cheap looking. Somehow they've got a couple of half decent <laughs> actors involved in it. Did you say that? Your I Halle feel- Berry's, your Patrick Wilson's. I feel like yeah. they have the maester in Game of Thrones yeah, Sam, as one of the main characters. Samwise, like, he's not a leading man. <laughs> Samwise Tolly is trying his hand as a... Is that his name? You've read Game of Thrones, haven't you, nope. Andrew? Yeah, I know. He's not very good in it. Also, he's basically playing the same guy, but with updated clothes. <laughs> it's very strange. It's kind of it's like that very very ridiculous, but just just misses the mark of that being fun. It's not like Twister. It's nothing like Twister, which is actually an Academy Award winning yeah. film. Yeah, Andrew, I'll I'll, I'll retort <laughs> with you. Let me just. Uh, I enjoyed th- Twister. I did. You? I'm saying, yeah, I can't remember because that's also a dis- uh, disaster film. You that's know? a wonderful disaster yeah. film. I just I just wrote down a couple of quotes here just okay. to um, try explain how bad this was. This is one. I've got a lot of my own problems. And a moon falling to Earth isn't one of them. Okay, right. Well, no, so no, that's, the whole, one, that's yeah. delivered between Academy Award nominee slash winner Halle Berry and okay. Patrick Wilson. Okay. Good. The moon's entered the atmosphere over the North Atlantic. This is, you know, the moon's falling. Oh, bleep. The moon is rising. Gravity is going to go crazy. <laughs> Can you believe this is actually in a film? Yeah. Sonny, the moon is going to help us. Yeah. That's, uh, wow. that's following on from the gravity thing. Yeah. So they need to jump somewhere yeah. and they figure that if they do it, ordinarily they wouldn't make it, but the moon is so close that it's going to help them. I think it, uh, no well, one's like, going to care uh, about spoilers. Uh, it turns uh, out that the moon isn't real. Shut up, Andrew. The moon isn't real. It's a mega structure created by aliens. Yeah, sounds right. And Samwise Tawley, or whatever his name is, ends up like living in the moon and okay. it turns into the form of Patrick Wilson's son to explain all of this in heavy exposition. Wow, it goes there. It's horrible. It does sound horrible. All right. Well, thank you for giving me those stark warnings of what to avoid. <laughs> I appreciate it. I avoid everything anyway, you, but it's good I mean, to know that I should. You strike me yeah. as someone who would watch Moonfall, though. Yeah. So it's probably a good thing you heard that. And love it. <laughs> I mean, Although now he's had the, the end spoiled for him. <laughs> it still sounds great. Uh, um, so let's get into it. What is your... Number 10. Well, as we explained earlier, the numbers and the ratings and the ranking system of two top 10 lists meshed into one means that this list is a little bit jumbly. And at joint ninth, (laughs) we have... Nope. Nope. The third entry from the guy who does the voice of the ghost of Duke Ellington in Big Mouth. (laughs) It's Jordan Peele with Nope. Ah. AKA Cloudy with a Chance of Horror. 
From Key and Peel. That's the one. I've seen You've his seen them sketches on YouTube. on YouTube. Yeah. He also gave us the wonderfully timeless joke, have you seen Jordan Peele's new film? Nope. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, people will be saying from now until the sun explodes. Or the moon falls. Yeah. yeah. Well, siblings in the Hollywood horse wrangling business discover something peculiar going on around their family farm and tension rises as they unpeel the onion. Ooh, very good. Ooh, very good. Yeah. What did you think of Nope? I won't lie. It was a bit lower on my list than maybe yours. Mm. And that's because I think I expected more from it. Mm. I think if someone had gone in telling me that actually this isn't going to be a lot like um, us or Get Out, it's going to be more like a sci-fi, slow burn, Western kind of thing, yeah. I think I would have enjoyed it more. But that said, I'll give it cred in that like it's the kind of film that I watched I didn't love it necessarily completely when I was watching it but mm. then it's definitely stuck with me and I find myself thinking about it quite a lot especially whenever I look at a cloud mm, I wonder why is this a film that I would like because there you said it's not so similar to Get Out and uh, to be honest Get Out looked too scary for me to watch anyway so this uh, definitely is not too scary there's maybe one or two moments of high tension right but I would say your average non-horror enjoying that's movie me. goer is going to enjoy this okay. yeah if they, if they like something that is a bit of a slow burn i yeah. do yeah i was trying to recommend this to somebody recently who was asking a similar question and i think i remember being more scared in a couple of moments of like subversion than the actual plot scary elements yes uh, are meant to be so and i'm sure that was all intentional from mr peel himself so the film gets its title from the fact that uh, the main protagonist a couple of times in this movie witnesses something that's a little bit whoa what's that and this goes nope i'm you know i'm not gonna go there not okay. gonna yeah uh, venture forth and i quite like that but i do feel a little bit sorry for that film because i've seen two other films this year that i can think of that does very similar things the moments in uh i think maybe even the next film we're about to talk about in this list where that happens um and then there's another film that dill recommended i watch called fresh that has a moment like that in mm. it uh, so i felt a little bit sorry because he's he's made this whole film over this whole fact that if you see something in a horror film you should just walk away from it yeah uh but yeah he didn't get there first maybe but he got there and that's what's important. That is important. And he has a bigger name than some of those other directors. <laughs> that is true. So he'll be remembered for it. Yeah. In fact, he's written Nope in very big font over the, uh, <laughs> over the title credits. Would you go towards a noise if you were somewhere late at night, uh, you heard a noise and you didn't know what it was? You have to be more specific. What's the noise? Well, I mean, I'm- Make in- a noise. <laughs> All right. Okay. Close your eyes. Yeah. You're busy lying in bed at night. Okay. Suddenly from the kitchen, you hear, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Suddenly in the kitchen, you hear the clattering of a pan. Yeah. And you maybe go, whatever <laughs> <laughs> pans sound. Yeah. Uh, it's oh. like being on uh, the set of Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had this experience just the other day. All right. Are you, are you going to investigate? I did go and investigate. All right. And did you, while you were investigating, did you think, what am I doing? This is rule number one. Don't go towards the noise. It, it, it didn't uh, cross my mind, but now it will the next time. As long as you next didn't. Next time my fridge decides to start defrosting for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as you didn't open that fridge, stand there for a bit and then close the fridge. <laughs> and expect oh, nobody yeah. to be standing there with a knife. Yeah, true. Because that always happens. Yeah, that always happens. Yeah. Uh, you do you t- tend to avoid the situation. I would probably avoid a noise like that. Yeah. 
Well, I've got two cats as well, so like, <laughs> any noise in the night of a clankering pan could just be them. I'm, I'm like just too forgiving of the noise. Yeah. I just assume you welcome it in. <laughs> I just assume it's going to be okay. Lie there, they're going. I have no idea what that was. Yeah, but it'll be fine. I'm sure that's it'll be the, fine. That's the beauty of sleep: is that <laughs> even though it takes all that time, and somebody could be doing horrific things in your <laughs> house and or room, you know, you just—it's a moment for you. Yeah. If you if you are lucky enough to wake up at the other end of it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Andrew might not be familiar with the lead from um, Nope and yeah. incidentally Get Out. Weird to not put him in us. <laughs> it's true. Funny enough. <laughs> if, you know, once that's just an actor, not showing up in the second film, that's nothing. But then showing up in the third film again. But I think I know what it is. What's it's that? His name is Daniel Kalula. And didn't Kalula get cancelled? <laughs> I think you're about to get cancelled for that pronunciation. Yeah, well, anyway, Daniel Kalula was in Get Out. Uh, you might have also recognized him from Black Panther, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, Black Mirror, when it yeah. was still British. And uh, he was actually, before that, you and I <laughs> discovered him in a great little sketch uh, from Harry Enfield and Paul Whitehouse called Parking Pataweo. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, a la Postman Pat. This was a parking attendant called Parking Pataweo. Um, obviously of some kind of African country descent living yeah. in the UK and giving people fines and them just getting so angry with him. And he just looked to the camera and smiled and like, this is my job. Chill out and walk off. And it, it came with a little song. It's very good. And I like to think it's because of that role that he's gone on to do all these great things. Yeah. <laughs> I do actually know who he is. But the only real reason for that is um, there was a documentary on Arsenal Football Club and he voiced it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's you how I know up, who he is. Wait, he narrated it? He narrated it, yeah. Well, so how do you know who he is by his voice? Because <laughs> it's it said narrated by and I yes. thought, oh, this, this person must be famous. <laughs> and, and looked him up. Yeah. Okay. I was going to wow. say, if you only know a guy by his voice and I'm describing you from things you might have seen, how yeah. are you going to link the two together? Here's the other thing is that um, I've seen a lot of trailers on YouTube for movies, but I haven't actually seen movies. Right. Uh, so I've probably seen them in like Get Out trailers and then I was too scared to watch it. That's fair. Yeah. Don't you have a setting on YouTube that doesn't let you see those trailers? <laughs> no, but I'd love to find it. <laughs> I think you mean, nope. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, well, let's move on to number nine. Well, as Dill mentioned, this is joint number nine, obviously. Uh, this is Barbarian, a horror film that starts with two characters awkwardly navigating a double-booked Airbnb and morphs into some other things along the way. Really fun and subversive little film. I won't say more because I don't want to spoil. Yeah, I, I think I'd seen this film's poster doing the rounds online right around the same time that Simon suggested I watch it, which was, I think, on... Halloween yeah. night itself, <laughs> was. strangely enough, because we were playing a gig. And he said that I should try not to discover anything about the plot, just go in blind. And I'll say that while I'm glad that I did, um, <laughs> and this might put you off, Andrew, he, I could have been warned that it would easily be the most frightening thing I've seen this year. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'm glad that you got there because it sounded, it sounded intriguing up till that point. It yeah. is intriguing. I mean, the less you know going into this film, the better. So I don't want to talk too much about the plot, yeah. but we, we can talk around maybe the start where there was this double booked Airbnb. Mm. Bill, have you had any strange things happen in an Airbnb? Um... Nothing like this. <laughs> but, uh, you would remember this. Yeah. You wouldn't have had to go... Uh, <laughs> You'd have heard about this, <laughs> at least in a true or false or something. Um, no, but what I did have was I booked a 
special place for my wife and I. I think she was okay. my wife at the time. And we wanted a bathroom that had a bath because yeah. baths are more fun when you're... I think it was like nearish the time of like Cape Town, don't put on your water. Okay, and yeah. And like where we were going was just far enough away that you could. So, I was like, cool, we're going to have a bath. It's going to be the best. We haven't had one in a year and yeah. a half. Just disgusting. <laughs> yeah, or, or a shower. <laughs> we got there and uh, looked around the place, and they'd kind of covered the bath up oh, with no. a big, like, plank and put plants and candles on it. And I thought this was quite frustrating because one of the big things about Airbnb is, is that various features, The you know, you go for this, it costs that. You yeah. go for that, it costs less, but at least you've got this, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, gotcha. So we'd spent a little bit, bit more to get yeah, this bath. Yeah, you saw the bath, you wanted a bath. Oh, I saw the bath, I thought the cash is going to flow. Yeah, Let's I'm going to have loads of baths. I'm actually not going to get <laughs> yeah. out of the bath the whole time I'm there. Yeah. I'm going to come out and I'm going to be wrinkly. I'm going to be a prune. People are going to think I'm 80 years old. That's what they, that's what I was hoping they would think. Yeah. Turns out, covered bath, and I asked the guy, listen, you said there'd be a bath. Yeah. Look at this. He said, no, 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 no bath, no bath. He was... Not very Hectic. English. Doesn't sound very English. No. And I said, no, yes, Bath. Look at phone. Look at yeah. phone. <laughs> In a kind of very problematic way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I showed him my booking and I'd say, look, says Bath. And he says, no, yeah. no, no Bath. And I just scrolled over to the picture where you could see a Bath. And yeah. he was like, no, that's like something else. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so it was one of those moments where I thought, well, I could be the better person here and just, put, you know, let this lie. No. I wouldn't let it lie. No, take the plank off. I have said, listen, you said a bath. We've come all the way from Cape Town yeah. and I want to have a bath. I stink, as Andrew says. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he did take the plank off, but then the taps had been removed. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> so that the plank could fit. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> so he had to go. <laughs> so it was one of these great moments where we were already so far. He'd removed the plank. He'd um, yeah. surrendered to me in a way. <laughs> You're already naked. Exactly. Like waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So very he says, he says, no, I have to go get the taps. And like every part of me wanted to go, oh, okay, don't worry. You have to get the taps. But I just thought, just stand your ground. Stick He's already ground, taken the plank away. Yeah. He had to leave. He had to go to like another person's house to get these taps so that we could turn the Incredible. taps on. Anyway, so that was my experience. I was hoping what would have happened there is he would have gotten out a wrench, not a tap. Yeah. Turn the tap on, fill up the bath to your desired uh, level. Right. Turn it off with the wrench. And then you would have a tap-free bath. So yeah. you would never have that scenario where you're leaning back oh. in the bath and getting the taps up your yes. back. Now, Glorious. taps in the back are bad, but think about this. The little kind of spike that sticks yeah. out with a square edge that the tap <laughs> attaches to, just as bad. It's just as bad. Oh, yeah. no. Did you get pruny in a roomie? We got very pruny in the roomie. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for telling me two movies so far that I do not want to watch. <laughs> Let's move on to number eight. Alrighty. Well... Number eight, or as I have a joint six, <laughs> because numbers, is Hustle. Yes, that's right. Netflix's Hustle. Any chance I get to say I've backed Sandler from the start and he comes out with something great like this or 2019's uh, yeah. Uncut Gems, oh, there's no. a chance that I will revel in. I'm not going to say that he's got a consistently good resume of films, <laughs> but uh, he started strong with The Holy Three, and he's done a couple of little pills in between there, and it seems like he's having a little renaissance with like, good acting at the end here. The problem is, Dole, Tommy, is that I've been burnt by you 
Adam Sandler and Netflix before. <laughs> yeah, and those yeah. three the things combo. are all in combo of this film you're about to suggest. Yeah. This is a film that as far as I know is a Netflix original. Yeah. It's got Adam Sandler in and you're telling me to watch it. And the last film that fit that criteria as Citizen Lame listeners will know was Hubie Halloween <laughs> which was an utter piece of God. Simon, I think you only have yourself to blame for letting Dylan win that round because <laughs> that's how it works. Well, it was the Monster Mash really that did it. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, no, but you, for every Hubie Halloween, there's an Uncut Gems. I, I like... Well, not every Hubie Halloween. I like <laughs> Uncut Gems enough that I thought it was an enjoyable film, or if that film can even be enjoyable. But um, it definitely does not excuse Hubie Halloween. <laughs> or Mystery Night or whatever that thing is called. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Well, I like him. I think he seems like a cool guy. What is this film about? This film... Sandler plays a basketball scout looking okay. for the next big pick for the team he represents. Does he do it with an accent? Yeah, yeah, you play how can you your basketball? I mean, how can you your basketball? Are you? I'm trying to find someone to play good, good, good basketball. Hey, uh, can how I can just, you your basketball? Just for the record, if he is doing an accent, I'm quite interested. <laughs> okay, well, two problems there. <laughs> Firstly, that Sandler turned quite into a Christopher Walken about halfway through. Yeah, Walken, you're trying to find <laughs> yeah, I think Sandler's definitely got two kinds of films he likes to make. Um, the ones that you Bad clearly think that I love and the good ones. Um, no, this is definitely on the more dramatic side. Um, as I say, he's playing a basketball scout looking for a player. And so an unlikely and uplifting story of overcoming odds and reaching one's potential ensues. Is it like Money Bollock? It's quite a lot like the one Money Bollock. <laughs> okay. I've not seen it, but I like the joke. I, I, I watched Moneyball and I really enjoyed it, so maybe I should give this a it's shot. It's probably quite similar. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. I won't check it out. No, I, that's fine. <laughs> I, I like that it made it onto the list somehow. If you, if you don't like um, Money Bollock or Hustle... Then yeah. what are your favorite sports films? Well, I don't know if it counts, but I am wearing a Space Jam uh, t-shirt That's this sports evening. Film. No, I, I loved Space no, Jam. I take you to task on that t stupid t-shirt of yours. <laughs> that is a Space Jam Legacy t-shirt. Oh, no! New Andrew. Legacy. Look at that. <laughs> what are you doing? I'll yeah. give you Space Jam, but not Space Jam New <laughs> Legacy. We had done this podcast last year. Okay. Space Jam okay. Legacy would have okay. been easily at the bottom in, of my list. In my, films ever made. Yeah. In my defense. <laughs> you have no defense! As Citizen Lame, <laughs> yeah. I did not know that there was a second film called Space Jam, A New Legacy, and I just thought it was kind of a tagline and for Space Jam. What and you, they, and they, how would that make sense? They can play Mr. Price always bringing costumes, back old things. The costumes on the Toon Squad aren't the same. Well, I didn't know that. It's the same character. Bunny is drawn all differently It's the now. same characters. <laughs> he's there. Pepe Le Pew is not in it. Yeah. Because he's been cancelled. Uh, well, I anyway... Simon's I going, the biggest so thing over. It's such a terrible film, <laughs> and you're wearing it here in a film. Well, podcast. I wasn't talking about that one. I was talking about Space Jam. Yeah, I'll give you Space Jam. Good Thank film. you. Oh, I guess I'll give you Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next up is number seven, which, as you will know, is still Joint Six. It's confusing. I know, system. but it's hard worked out. It's 
Black Panther, Wakanda forever! After the death of T'Challa, Wakanda is still picking up the pieces when an outside underwater threat interferes with their mourning. Ooh. These names are getting too long. Black Panther, Wakanda forever. To be fair, I think it's actually just called Wakanda forever and the Black Panther is very small at the top. Yeah, they shrunk him. <laughs> uh, now, I, I must admit, I have since questioned my own ranking of this film. Because when I saw it, I did enjoy it and I put it quite high on my list. And I don't know if it deserves to be as high as it is mm. because there are some things- Now in you're it talking that, my language. <laughs> there are some things in it that I don't really like. But before we get there, I want to say the things I do like. Uh, I think the way that they incorporated uh, the real life death of Chadwick Boseman, the man who played T'Challa, uh, I think that was really sensitively done. Mm -hmm. And handled with the proper respect and care that that needed. When, in, like, in lesser hands, they would have done something weird, like tried to just digitally put him in the film or just like not mention it or whatever. Like they made totally. it integral to the plot, and I thought that was really smart. And also, not even in lesser hands. Sorry, but yeah. uh, Disney has done that <laughs> yeah. in Star Wars quite a few times now. <laughs> really. That's true. So you're saying they didn't fast and the furious him. No, they didn't fasten the first him. They didn't Harold Ramis him. No, they didn't they Princess Leia him. They they were deeply respectful, and they yeah, as I said, they made it part of actually the drive of the movie, and I think they made it like very special. And the other thing that I think was really cool about it, and I I don't want to just say this and sound like some uh, work white guy, but I really did enjoy that like the main protagonists of the film now were all black women, right? Which is like feels quite fresh, but in some ways doesn't feel that fresh because the MCU actually done a very good job of slowly but surely diversifying their leads. Yeah. And so it felt quite natural. It didn't feel like they were just trying to do that for the sake of doing it. It felt like, once again, like quite natural to the part of the film. So yeah. I do think it's like exciting on that front that feels You're like- saying they didn't endgame it. <laughs> they didn't endgame it, exactly. <laughs> they didn't endgame it. And I thought that was really, really impressive and really cool. Yes. But the thing that I definitely did not like, and unfortunately is quite a, sizable part of the film is all the underwater stuff i'm just not that impressed by underwater stuff it's just not for me no. i haven't seen any of the aquaman films because i've in the trailers it's all looked like a lot of underwater stuff what and is it about underwater stuff that puts you off i is think it it, the way their hair moves it's what's well, it that doesn't ever look good it doesn't look like <laughs> yeah. they are actually underwater yeah and especially in this one where they didn't even bother to come up with some sort of excuse as to why they could talk under the water. <laughs> like, it they was just, talk oh, under they're the just water? talking. They're just really? talking. <laughs> oh, because that's what I was thinking is, you know, Wakanda forever. Isn't that like a war cry or something? Yeah. But Wakanda forever. <laughs> that just sounds like Mandela. Um, but they, yeah, they just didn't, they Simon, didn't address they did, it in any way. They did address it in every way. It did was they? the heart-shaped herb. Oh uh, no! It's it, a heart-shaped plot hole cover. It can't. It can't make you suddenly. There's a reason why whale song is. <laughs> oh, that would have been entertaining, though. It's like we take on your army. <laughs> Not so terrifying. Anyway, so yeah, so I do think because there's a lot of that, maybe this is higher than what it should be. But I do think it deserves a mention because of 
all the other things I said. Sure. Well, I watched it too, yeah. and I don't know if it was an off night for me because I was definitely pumped, but <laughs> I found myself quite bored. Okay. Yeah, not not through all of it, but definitely saggy in the midsection, <laughs> like me. <laughs> oh, also, no, I'll tell you what the problem was. Okay, tell it me. It was to do with the people you're watching with. All right. There was a person quite near me, row or two in front of me and just off to the side, so clearly visible to me yeah. in my, not even peripherals. I didn't even have to kind of look around to see him. There he was. Yeah. He was so pumped. <laughs> it was like ridiculous. It was like he'd been cut and paste out of one of those ridiculous crowd goes wild at a Comic Con or whatever it is yeah. that you see on YouTube. But only him. <laughs> so like, some people enjoyed the film, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But this guy was like hitting people on the side of him when like a character would appear and like holding his eyes closed and like, shaking in his seat. Seinfeld! <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, she was kind of thrown in there a little bit willy nilly. Yeah. yeah, wasn't very happy with it. This is the, the perfect time yeah. to speak about phase four of the MCU. How have you felt phase four has been? List off what's phase four so far. What the hell is phase four? I mean, it began with one division and it ended with very recently, so recently I watched it today, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I also watched that today. (laughs) Christmas special. So everything from one division to then, TV shows, movies, one-offs, that's all phase four. Well, I'm going to have a a pretty risky um, opinion here. I'm going to put this out there. You won't have seen this on the internet. Okay. feels like it lacks direction. (laughs) Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever since Endgame, Simon. Yeah. The MCU is more like the MCPU. (laughs) Wow. Jeez. Yeah. What I want to know though, okay. Thanos clicked and all the screenwriters disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> very good now i do i c- completely agree that it has not had as a holistic sense of where this is going yeah although i will give them the benefit that the first phase of mcu didn't really have that either really it was like we might be building up to the avengers but there wasn't like oh we 100 percent know yeah thanos looked different every time he saw him <laughs> yeah his first like four appearances so i think that is a fair from what we've experienced and what it became i think that's a fair comment but i do want to know beyond that yeah Have you enjoyed it? Yes, I have overall enjoyed it. I've enjoyed most of the TV series. I I mean, I haven't not enjoyed anything really. Let's let's say that. It's been average to, oh, I'm really digging this. Most of the series, uh, WandaVision is a highlight. I really liked Hawkeye. I think I spoke to you off podcast about one of the main factors being that it made me really enjoy Hawkeye, which is like a a steeper hill to climb than most of the original Avengers would have had to have done. That's true. And it, you know, it was like Die Hard. It was, it was, I got to get home by Christmas. Hard and, not to like that. And hard. I'm an archer. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and Ms. Marvel, I really enjoyed too. Yeah. I think what's, what's weird is I feel like I have enjoyed it all. Like maybe the, the definitely the lowest on that list for me are um, the animated What If series. And I also didn't particularly like, um, Captain Captain Falcon and the Winter yeah, Soldier. Yeah, that, that one. But yeah, really, <laughs> even like something like Eternals, which I know a lot of people didn't like, I quite had a good time with that. My problem is, is that like I am beginning to feel like there might be too much of it, but that feels like a weird thing to say if I've been enjoying it. It's right. like I have been really enjoying it, but I've also been really feeling it, you know. So somebody's given you a really big chocolate cake. Yeah. Mm. And even though every bite is enjoyable... You're getting full. Yeah, and like... But you're going to have another bite because you know it's enjoyable. Totally. But you will die. (laughs) (laughs) You will die of obesity and diabetes. Yeah, chocolate. And more than likely the stage, (laughs) we'll die before the MCU is completed. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, on that morbid thought, let's move on to number six. Number six. Number six. Almost halfway there. 
This film is called Weird. Ooh. The L. Yankovic story. Is it Yankovic or Yankovic? Because I always said Yankovic, okay. you know, growing up. And um, I think in the film they say Yankovic and they would know. Well, would they? They're American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think he's in it. <laughs> he might have stopped them. <laughs> no, I mean, he's American, so he probably doesn't know how to pronounce his own uh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Andrew, you've heard of Weird Al, right? I have. I was Say his name quickly. Full name. Weird Al Yankovic. Ah. What? Really? I would have always said Weird Al Yankovic, but I'm a pleb. No, no, no. I mean, you're saying what they're saying in the film. Let's get to the film. <laughs> Feeling like a cross between... I'm going to get uh, Andrew with this one, I think. Feeling mm. like a cross between Lonely Island and Zoolander humor. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. This not-so-biopic quickly reveals itself to be an absurd telling of the rise to glory for the world's most popular parody accordionist. Full of songs, great cameos, and enough self-deprecation to warrant some of the more outlandish steps the protagonist takes. This is weird. The El Yankovic story. Love it. That's such a good apt description. Well, you have got me and you didn't need to get me because, of course, we watched this together. <laughs> we did. I almost flippin' forgot he was there. <laughs> it's because we watched at Simon's and he puts us like in cinema style seating. We're like in a row. And if you can't see the person beyond the one that's next to you, that's it. You didn't see me like slapping the people next to me. I was so excited. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the lady from Seinfeld. <laughs> no, Andrew, no, it's not. <laughs> That was a really fun film. I loved it. I loved the fact that it just got weirder and weirder. At first, you were like, is this, is this what his life was? This could be his life. <laughs> yeah. This could be like a little bit of his exaggeration. And then it just goes completely <laughs> off the rails. It was fantastic. Yeah. It, it was, was weird. It was weird. When I first heard of the casting, Daniel Radcliffe's going to play <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic in the Weird Al Yankovic like, story. I don't know if it ever really listed itself as like a an official biopic yeah. as you would call another film but usually the actor's not still like alive and sort of still in their prime <laughs> when that comes out so I was thinking that's a very odd choice um, and also he's British so that's that's interesting doesn't really look anything like him other than they put a big curly wig and a moustache on him so but he's kind true. of perfect yeah he works well yeah, yeah he is great at it I mean and I think it's because Daniel Radcliffe if you've ever seen interviews with him mm. is a very weird guy yeah, yeah. like he's more normal in all of his films than he is in real life. <laughs> and that's not something you can say in most actors. Yeah. I, I was really won over on him with uh, Swiss Army Man I watched this year, which I would recommend for everyone listening. There nice. you go. I would like to watch that. Yeah, you should. There's a great running gag where Weird Al and the people around him think he's a genius for being able to just change the words of pre-existing <laughs> lyrics yes. to create a whole new uh, <laughs> song. So I thought we'd play a little game. Ooh. What I've done is I've gone through all the hit songs from the last 10 years. Uh -huh. some, song, some of these songs I don't know. I'm going to be very honest. I'm not with it. <laughs> so what I've done is I'll say the original song. Yeah. You get a chance to buzz in with what I've written as a parody title. Uh -huh. And if you get it right, you're going a point or if you say something that i deem funnier than what i've written you'll get a point how can it be funnier than nice. what you've written <laughs> it very easily can <laughs> i did this very quickly and i don't even think this is gonna work <laughs> but here we go let's do it Alrighty, starting with the biggest song from 2011 i want a parody of rolling in the deep by adele <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is particularly funny, so I'm going to enter it into the category of maybe you wrote this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dollying the sheep. 
Oh, Tull, you are so close to what I had, which is dogging in a Jeep. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> But I'm not going to give you the point. Okay. <laughs> All right. The hit song from 2012, somebody that I used to know by Gochi, 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 So that thing on your neck. Yeah, that guy. Ding. Somebody that I choose to throw. If you don't like somebody, you know, you get rid of them. I quite like that. I like that, but it doesn't get a point for parroting all the words. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right, all right. It needs to be, you know, none, none zuddy. Well, yeah. well, don't say that too soon because what I have was run tummy off the curry work. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is good, though. So, so far, we please, have no. Please at least sing that in the melody of the song. Run tummy off the curry <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was watching the, 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 the weird Al Yankovic story, I thought this isn't actually that hard. Yeah. How is he so famous? Yeah. But now we're proving yeah. the guy deserves all the accolades. Maybe he just picked his songs better. <laughs> all right, 2013's Thrift Shop by Macklemore and other people. Yep. This is when you're walking down some steps uh, on a beach, but they are kind of slatty, and your shoe gets stuck. Ooh, twist slop. Oh, I like it. Very good. I like it. I'm giving you getting the first point. Oh, all. yes. Well it's definitely better than Muffed Cup. Which <laughs> 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 is my one. <laughs> all right. 2014's Happy by Pharrell Williams. Happy. Okay, well, beep. Crappy. I don't think it could get better than Weird Al himself with Tacky, I think it is. Okay, tacky. all right. Well, I didn't realize he had done that. My research clearly wasn't good. But uh, you did buzz in first and you said, what did you say? Crappy. I want to know what that song's about. Because uh, that might give me a, an idea of whether that's better than my version. Well, it's, 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 it could, be, could go either way, right? Either it's just somebody's not a nice person. Yeah. All right. Or they have bowel problems. Okay. <laughs> I need you to decide because that's going to, for me... Well, it, I would say if I'm, if I'm going to start singing the song, it sounds more like him and the entire audience have bowel problems because it would be crap along if you feel <laughs> like oh okay yeah. all right crap i'm giving along. you the point Yay! bowel problems because i had a song about crocodile snappy <laughs> that's better <laughs> all right 2015's uptown funk by mark ronson <clears throat> yeah you know when um <laughs> you know when the dudes who live in the monastery um are finished with their juice yeah. so they put whatever that is on the table yeah cup down monk Oh, 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 oh <laughs> Do you know what? I'm giving you a point because that's very good. That's very yes. Good. Uh, I would say it's on par. I'm not going to go into this too much. Yeah. Nightgown Spunk. All right, moving on <laughs> moving to on. 2016. We'll just move it on. Love Yourself by Justin Bieber. Uh, yes. Shove Your Elf. Oh, Dylan, I'm going to have to give you a point for that as well because that's so close to what I had, which is the Christmassy Mug and Elf. Ah. <laughs> Moving on to 2017's Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Beep. Yep. What about Crepe for Two? Crepe for Two. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. is that better though? It's about sharing, for pan sharing pancakes. Let me be the judge of if it's better. Okay, what is did it you better? Have? I had Tape of You. <laughs> what? Tape of You? <laughs> tape of You. Oh, shoe. Tape of you. Our friend. <laughs> yeah, our friend you. Yeah, I know that is better. The tape of You. <laughs> because I want to see the music video. <laughs> 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 All right. 2018's God's Plan by Drake. Wouldn't it be sacrilegious to change this? Uh, it depends what you're changing it to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Beep. Yeah. Well, look, sometimes if you've got a pet, you've got to take it to the vet. So it's dog scan. 
Oh, I do like that. I think that's better than Rod's flan. So you're getting <laughs> points. 2019's Old Town Road by Little Ness. <laughs> yep. Um, this is about a little frog who, who <laughs> ate too much. I'm really liking this. Old Round Toad. <laughs> Old Round Toad. Oh, do you know what? Okay, wait. It's beep, Spanish. Beep, it's Spanish beep, beep, beep. now. El Ron Toad. There no. we go. You're getting a point. Oh, come on. Because <laughs> I think that is better than Bold Clown Ode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say something, maybe something that Susie Dent put together, which would which would have been a, a bold noun ode. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not giving you a point for okay, that. But I, I appreciate the participation. Yeah, thanks. Currently, Dylan is sweeping away with this. Yeah, sure. Four points to Andrew's two. Will we be able to catch up? No, it's mathematically impossible. But 2020's Blinding Lights by the Weekend could be. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know when you get those people in to kind of really hard clean your bed because yeah, yeah. you've had bites? Okay. Finding mites. Oh, till I have to give you a point for that because my one, unfortunately, was just about a bunch of my friends in the dance floor grinding whites. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I could definitely see Weirdale doing that one. You can give yourself a point for that one, definitely. Thanks, man. I've got a point. And last but not least, we have 2021's Levitating by Dua Lipa. Beep. Hesitating. Yes. No, not giving you a point. No. I had carbon dating. That sounds more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner with five points to two points oh. is Dylan. Well done, Dylan. well done, Dylan. You are now officially the new Weird Al. Oh, brilliant. Bring on the curly wig. <laughs> we move on to number five. At number five. And it is a real number five. Yeah. Yeah. Was a scream. Scream with a Seriously, five in it. You guys have watched too many bloody horror films this year. It was quite bloody. Um, <laughs> we returned to Woodsboro to find a new final girl being harassed by Ghostface, bringing the old gang back together to help stop the killer. I loved Scream. Now, where you love Scream is where I didn't love Jurassic World Dominion, bringing okay. the old gang back together. Hmm. That's true. Might not worked in Jurassic World. Did work in Scream 5 slash Scream slash... Square 5. Mm. Yeah. What do you want to call it? The thing is, the new cast are great. Absolutely loved Jenna Ortega, who I'm yet to see in Adam's Family's Wednesday series oh, that's come it's out. Oh, good. I'm but enjoying I'm, it. I'm excited to see that. And also, it's got uh, Jack Quaid, who some might know from The Boys. Love him. He's great. Both great in this film. I watched all the Scream movies or rewatched, so I say, them before this came out. And I, in my mind, remembered one being really, really good, two being almost as good as one, and mm. then uh, three and four being fairly enjoyable, but not that great. Mm. Whereas when I did the rewatch, I loved them all. <laughs> That's I mean, so good. Definitely, I'd say one and two still strong. And this one probably falls, if I asked to really list them, would be like maybe two or three on the list for me. But um, Well, that's getting really convoluted. I know. So on a top 10 list, yeah. between two top 10 lists, where Scream 5 comes in at five, yeah. in your list, it comes in at maybe three, if you're including the first four. Yeah. Gotcha. Got it. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely loved it. Was happy to be back in Woodsboro. Happy that they're making more. And big shout out to those directors and writers who did Ready or Not, which is a lovely film if you've never seen that. I have not seen that, but I am ready to. You <laughs> must be ready to. Or not. Yeah. I've, I think I saw Scream because it was on my list. <laughs> but it's hard for me to remember, outside of just being one of those uh, absolute 
single cell organisms that goes, oh, those actors have aged. <laughs> time passed and those actors don't look as young as they used to before that time passed. <laughs> so I can kind of distinguish it in my mind a little bit yeah. like that. It's the one where the old actors are much older than they were in the originals. Except for David Arquette, he looks pretty much yeah, the same. Yeah, he's the exact same. That is true. Um, but plot-wise, I'm going to struggle to to find anything. Uh, I mean, they're all pretty much the same. Right. But they all know that they're pretty much the same, are referencing each other and lots of other horror films. Of course. This and is the one with the stab universe inside the yes, Scream universe. Yeah. Okay. And it makes it so much fun. I yeah. just, I want more. I'm happy for more Scream. Well, Maybe. I just think you need to venture into the Scream series then. I've, well, I've, as you will know, because you talked about this off air, I've watched the first two Scream. Oh, had you seen the first two? Yeah. I thought you'd only seen the first one. No, I haven't seen the third one. I have seen the third one. And? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what do you think of all this? I honestly, I sort of phased out a little bit. I thought when I was a lot younger that Scream was a lot scarier than it actually is. Is this the same as like Scary Movie? Well, it's based... Scary Movie is a parody of Scream, the yeah. original. Oh, okay. Because I know that the what's It's like up. saying, is dogging in a chief the same as rolling in the deep? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the closest I've got is probably just the what's up meme from Scary Movie. I haven't seen Scary Movie. And how was that on your scare meter? <laughs> <laughs> the what's up Well, meme. I think it had the guy in the mask doing it so it was relatively high yeah he was super yeah, high he was relatively <laughs> high on that um yeah so i think that they are good they are fun little whodunits yeah or who's done it and that's what people forget yeah is that's that what not, i forgot it's not just a slasher film they're all mysteries yeah murder mysteries they're scooby-doo movies really uh, that's who's, a great comparison yeah, under the mask but you 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 i presume at the end of it the pe person seeking out the mystery may die and I'm not into that. Also, there's I'm no not big talking dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's one of the main differences. Yeah, that's one of the main differences. How would Scooby-Doo say Scream 5? Scream 5? Let's move swiftly along to number four. All right. Well, this is the first time in this list that I'm actually a bit put out by how adding <laughs> our two lists together pushes some of mine down in the rankings because I mean four still pretty high the film coming in at four <laughs> is RRR or triple R or RRR or however you're meant to say it it's I was hoping it was <laughs> it could just be like the beginning of that one song of ours set in India Andrew two men one working for the oppressive British military the other a revolutionary of myth-like reputation form a connection while saving a young boy from an accident on a bridge this sets off a wonderful journey of action, adventure, romance, revenge, and some of the best song and dance numbers in recent movie history huh. that I can recall. Mm. I thought that it was um, quite clear after watching this film that I need to be watching more kind of foreign and eastern films just by the grin on my face while watching the characters battle each other through high energy choreography. Interesting. Is this film subtitled? This film is subtitled, but as we know, Parasite means that we can all watch subtitle films now. I'm just, I'm worried. Where, where, did, you, where did you say this film uh, was set? India. Yeah, I see a subtitled Indian film and you said it has musical numbers. Yep. Are they like Bollywood infused musical numbers? I believe it's called Tollywood because of the more specific region of okay. India that it's from. But yes, there are very Bollywood-esque moments that are really really fun see that's the, my problem 
is that I don't like that genre of music. Yeah. And I really wish I did because I do think that is a ho- that's counting out a whole bunch of films. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is, whether you think it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I didn't have I didn't have an opinion on it really, other right. than the last bit of um, Slumdog Millionaire or whatever. Um, and so I didn't know how I'd feel okay. when a sudden Bollywood, because they are quite sudden. They, yeah, yeah. they do seem to come out of nowhere. See, I don't mind the suddenness of it. I'm a big fan you of like the cliche the <laughs> musical. <laughs> the <jump scare. laughs> I like the, you know, I like the, the musicality of like the Broadway sort of yes. all burst in the song. I don't have that against Bollywood films. I yes. think that's great. It's more just to do with the fact that like as a genre, yeah. as not someone who doesn't know that musicality you very well. You prefer to see the leads having sex than them singing about it. <laughs> no, I get you. Andrew, so let's move on. <laughs> well, unlike the conventional Bollywood uh, male-female role, yeah. we sing our love to each other. This is more like a brotherly thing that happens at one point. There's more of like a battle between you know, opposing forces happening, but it happens to be happening in song. And it feels kind of more organic to the scene that's okay. happening because it's like, oh, we're at a wedding. Yes, or whatever yeah. so a dance could break out uh, so that kind of works look I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it I think you really should it's a bit of a slog I think it comes in <laughs> over three hours whoa okay, that is a bit of a slog um, wow. so I did watch it in two parts I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that the first five minutes and then I watched the rest <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I will say about the first five minutes is that the film opens with one of the greatest disclaimers um, I've ever seen which sets the tone perfectly for what you're about to witness and that is here Disclaimer, no animals or birds were harmed during the making of the film. Horses, oxen, birds, tigers, wolves, bears, leopards, deer, fish, and snake are shown in the movie are all computer generated. Wow, that's wow. a lot of animals. That's pretty intriguing. And this is not just an Indian version of Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It's super, super fun, and I recommend it to anyone. And, you know, it sounds hella cliched, but it's like, well, now that my horizons are broadened, I yeah. feel like I could watch more of these kinds of films. Well, that's great. That's what And already one of them is popping up as recommended on Disney Plus for me, so I might check that one out. Nice. But now, if it's said in India, why is it called brrrr? <laughs> that's good because we all know that you've been waiting to say that from the beginning of the section definitely (laughs) Andrew have you ever Um, seen a man um, suplex a black panther onto another man uh, what is suplex you know that wrestling move where you kind of take the neck and shoulders over your neck and shoulders and fall backwards oh yeah no I have not seen that happen watch RRR it sounds pretty cool it's incredible. I think I've seen people break down some of the special effects from that film on YouTube, obviously. Okay. And, uh, and, it, and, and from what I understand... Well, I hope that doesn't spoil the magic for you when you finally watch the film. <laughs> no, no, because it looks quite intriguing. Because from what I understand, it's very over the top. Super, super over the top. Yeah, so that's always fun. Crazy over the top action, bombastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Super, like, it's just su- really fun. Almost superhuman. Yes. If not superhuman. Yes, that. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll give it a go. That does sound intriguing, but not as intriguing as what is number three. Well, number three is a joint two. You know how it works. Oh, okay, all right. And that is The Black Phone. Oh, yes. A child gets abducted by a local serial killer. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> child in peril. Yeah, child in peril. Oh, boy. And while captive starts getting phone calls from the grabber's previous deceased victims on an unplugged phone in the basement. This is freaking me out. It's a supernatural chiller thriller. Yeah. 
Super it's, fun. Oh, it's boy. a wonderful film. I'm sure and it's not a wonderful film. It I'm is. Sure I, I know. I bet you zero reviews of that film said it is a wonderful <laughs> film. Let him explain. Wonderful is like something you'd see in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or I don't know. Hey, that was a horror. Wonderful. Yeah. I saw the way they treated the original people. The original even more so. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, it's it's magical. It's wonderful. I think that those are synonymous. I'm just trying to say a phone ringing that's unplugged is All not right, magical. Just carry on. Let's get past this. Um, I've written here, my only note is, this feels like a movie. I know that, that's a strange thing to write, but I can't explain it any better. It's like, there's something about the film that feels like a film like like it feels like they don't make these sorts of films anymore yeah by contrast rrr would not be a film that you sat and went this feels like a movie yeah you go this is an attack on my senses <laughs> this is so everything's cranked up to 11 yeah that's the opposite would you call this wonderful i think i understand what he's saying about it being a wonderful film it's not wonderful that there's a serial killer keeping a child in a basement you need to be able to detach <laughs> plot from creation of said film it's going to be hard it is going to be hard considering you're not going to do either yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to watch it yeah yeah I don't really know what else to say about this I think you've said quite a lot I was surprised by your intro thanks I mean the word deceased feels like a spoiler in there that's in the trailer is it yeah I don't remember it was quite fun seeing Ethan Hawke playing with such an interesting role bit yeah. of a Hannibal Lecter-esque performance yeah. Where you're not quite sure if he's childlike, maniacal, been hit on the head too many times. And they do this interesting thing where he wears a mask, but the mask changes as the film progresses. Ah, like speaking of the mask changing in the Scary Movie. Yeah, except for far less comic effect in this one. <laughs> right. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the plot device of the phone yeah. i enjoyed the acting of the the young kid and particularly his sister his younger sister she was very good too great and best you must prayer, have loved best prayer in a film ever yeah best prayer in a film ever goes to the black phone <laughs> you must have really enjoyed seeing uh, captain nerdy mac science face from lost and faraday. other things yeah faraday you know he's always playing that kind who's completely it? against type in this the abusive father to the what the kid and his sister yeah genuinely did not know that he was the abusive father yeah he's got a mullet redneck look now now i'm gonna have to watch the whole film again <laughs> gonna have to rewatch. well bring andrew in he's clearly oh, andrew. don't you want to watch this just to I think andrew closed his eyes just and to see to the abusive there. father don't you uh, come watch this with me no i'm, I'm having a haircut <laughs> you're having a haircut <laughs> yeah i'm busy sorry <laughs> that's an odd thing to say from someone who walked in to this recording with a haircut <laughs> oh, oh yeah sorry no i'm doing something else <laughs> Fair enough. Well, wonderfully, we are now at number two. So, what is number two? Two is the most loneliest number. <laughs> Next to one. Is that how the song goes? No idea. Who cares? <laughs> number two is The Batman. The not Batman. Batman. Not Batman Returns. Not Batman and Robin. <laughs> not Batman 66. The Batman. <laughs> uh, I watched this with Simon, my good friend and brother. Inspired by Batman Year One, 2022's latest film about Gotham's Dark Knight takes a look at an early Bruce Wayne, not quite fully formed, and finally giving us some reason to believe that he's, quote, the world's greatest detective. Batman. What I'd, yeah, what I'd like to know is how close is... Uh, who's the who plays Batman? I'll tell you who plays Batman, <laughs> and I love this so much, but it's not my joke. Rob Bat Batten Bat. <laughs> what? Rob Bat Batten Bat. Robert okay. Patterson. Rob, Robert Patterson. Okay, so 
Uh, how close is his Batman impression? Because everyone's doing a Batman impression to Pete Holmes's Batman impression. No, they're not. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm asking. How close is it? Is no, it but they're not doing his? impressions of Pete Holmes. They are. They're, no, they're not all doing. Every, every Pete Bat- Holmes is every- doing a butchered impression of Christian uh, Bale. Bale's yes, but even Batman. Christian Bale is doing an impression of Batman. Not doing an impression. It's, it's just they're playing the character that's, Batman. In some ways, that's doing an impression. How is that doing an impression? If you're acting, you're doing an impression of somebody else, whether they are fictional or not. So you want me to say how close he is to Batman, the fictional character, or how close <laughs> he is to Pete Holmes, to- the, the comedian who Are does you saying that every single time... Uh, Clark Kent is Clark Kent and not Superman. He's doing an impression. He's doing a Clark Kent I am, impression. I'm asking. He does a how, wonderful Clark Kent impression. Clark Kent. You yeah. are getting hung up on the detail. I'm no, asking it's how. Not a detail. It's a stupid thing to say. How close? Are you want to know? Yeah, Nothing like that. Well, I'll let him not watch it. <laughs> I'll tell you what this film does better than any other is that they show him well, not Batman impressions that's for sure raccoon eyes what when he's outside of the cowl he's got black smeared eyes oh right because like, he would have to have them because you see him with well, his cowl on like NFL players and he, yeah it's exactly like that I guess since when do you know anything about sport <laughs> well, your favourite film is Space Jam <laughs> <laughs> new legacy <laughs> Um, I'd also like to say that special mention needs to go out besides Rob Bat, Bat and Bat, to um, an unrecognizable Colin Farrell as this universe's The Penguin and Paul Dano as every universe's best weird misunderstood loner. <laughs> I want to know, because you've not mentioned it, why cast Colin Farrell as the Penguin? Yep. If you're not going to be able to recognize him, if he's not going to sound anything like yeah. Colin Farrell, it could just be anyone. I don't understand why movies sometimes do this. Well, he sat through 10 hours of prosthetics to For- make him completely into a different person. For what? Cast Brendan Fraser, isn't he about that big these days? <laughs> just yeah, put him true. in the role. He's a good actor. All you need is, is a chubby actor. I don't, I don't understand. It just doesn't make any sense to cast someone and then be like, you know what this person does well? Well, they're not going to do that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna- yeah you know that kind of chiseled um, Irish hot <laughs> kind of assassin, sporty, yeah. Ethan Hunt-esque kind <laughs> of character? We're not getting into that. We're getting nutty professor to the clumps and he's going to be jumping around with his feet tied together so that you all go oh look he looks like a penguin it's so strange and it's not to say that like he's bad in it no he's, he's great he's absolutely fine yeah I liked it but it's like could have been anyone just pointless and what's weird is it doubling down on it I think they're making a series now where he's the main <laughs> yeah. character they've gone oh you were so good at this which is like anyone could have done that yeah. we're now going to give you a series weird DC weird. are weird they make weird decisions and this is our joint number two film <laughs> yeah but yeah. I did like this film I really did like it yeah it was good um but he was, yeah, well, there were some riddles to figure out along the way, along yeah. with Batman. He got them quite quickly. It didn't give you much time. Yes, and you I, know when you watch a quiz on TV and you have to pause quickly to see if you can get it before the contestants? <laughs> I do wonder whether any of those riddles were actually gettable. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. When you suddenly hear the explanations, you're like, yeah, no, that's That's, that's fun. It's like Sherlock. We all let Sherlock get away yeah, with this um, freaking method of deductions yeah. and they just show it up on the screen <laughs> quick enough that you can't quite make sense of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that was good. And I really liked Jeffrey Wright as Inspector Jim Gordon. Oh, he was good. Andrew, have you ever heard of Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually watched a bit of Gotham. I don't know if you watched the series Gotham at all. Yeah, and, I, watched, and the, I think the, I watched all of it. And the Penguin character there is really good. I thought great. It was excellent. 
wonderful. Not, not chubby like uh, the Danny DeVito version. Yeah, but, yeah um, but they're all like pre-teens in that show. Yeah, but it was pretty awesome. He's I thought got it was time great. to put on the weight, believe me. <laughs> yeah. Very petulant. I looked like him at one point in my life. Now I'm leaning more Danny DeVito side. <laughs> I think you'd have to lean quite far into something to be Danny DeVito side. I think, I think you're fine. All right. I don't think anyone's looking at you going, good penguin. <laughs> Listen, what they're thinking, if they put me next to the guy who's the penguin in uh, Gotham and yeah. Danny DeVito, they're going, hmm. A little bit more Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what's your favorite Batman film? You must have seen Batman films. You are a human yeah. person. I, I can't deny I've seen Batman films. I think it was The Dark Knight. Mm, Such a cliche answer. Boring answer, yeah. What's yours? Suck, I mean, what's number one? Have, what do you mean, what's number one? <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, I'm deflated now. The Dark what? Knight. Ooh, oh, Top look, of the list. oh, look, Heath, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was he the was best. He was taken from us too early. Way too early that Heath Ledger. I liked him in The Knight's Tale, but he was even better in The Dark Knight. And he should have gotten oh. an Oscar, but he was robbed from us. Robbed. I didn't like the pencil scene. I can tell you that. Too scary. Too scary. <laughs> he was I in... And I didn't realize that things so close to me are so dangerous. Yeah, I liked the way you didn't know what his origin was. Oh. It was so clever, eh? Oh, I, I didn't hey, Claire. Think... <laughs> <laughs> was that you talking? I didn't know that was Andrew talking the whole time. Yeah, that was Andrew. Was that talking the whole time? What's uh, your... uh, exactly. A great impression, if you will. <laughs> yes. Very What's good impression. What's your favorite Batman, Dylan? Oh, I'm going to go hipster. Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, my it's gosh. It's animated and technically counts. Oh, it technically counts because it was released in a couple of theaters I'm, in North America. I'm Dylan. I like that Con Conray guy who does the voice for Batman. Too soon. And he recently died. And so he should have got an Oscar for all of his work. Do you know what? I've seen I've seen some clips of Adam West and whoever plays Robin yeah. climbing yeah. up buildings on yes. YouTube. And let me say that's actually maybe my favorite i would think that would have been your favorite that's really funny you need to watch it yeah some days you just can't get rid of a bomb i think my classic line i think my favorite is easy to guess what do you think mine mine is yours would probably be the lego batman film no batman begins okay (laughs) there you have it cool cool story bro it's the best one uh okay (laughs) see everyone agrees with me (laughs) Uh, i mean it's the best one of that trilogy i think it's the best one what do you what, have to say? What about Bill? Oh, what about uh, That is definitely the worst one. That trilogy really tanks on that third one. I feel yeah. like it's an okay film, but considering the heights it reached, it really is like, ooh, Batman Begins, hello. And then you get people like Andrew, like, ooh, Heath Ledger, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Right and it's people. like, uh, Connie, what this guy is saying, it's overly long. Batman's in the pit. Get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've reached that time of the evening slash morning slash whenever you're listening to this. Ooh, covered when all these places. It is the best movie combined, obviously using Simon's bloody weird scheme and techniques. That is say <laughs> the number one film of 2022. And this was joint one on both of our lists. So mathematically, it was impossible for it not to come first. Right. Mm-hmm. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. Evelyn Wang's laundry business is about to be shut down by the IRA. At the same time, she's organizing a big party at a laundromat. At the same time, her disappointed father is visiting. At the same time, her husband has filed for a divorce. At the same time, her relationship with her daughter is crumbling. At the same time, her threat to the multiple 
Earth stretches to destroy the world as we know it until she's able to step in and save the day. Well, that's a bit of a spoiler, isn't it? Nope, that's, that's, that's all in the first five minutes. Fantastic uh, logline. <laughs> <laughs> really? That yeah. is all in the first five minutes. Pretty because much. Oh. From there, it lives up to its title in every way imaginable by being everything, everywhere, all at once. It's true. It's it so sounds- crazy, so wacky, yeah. so enjoyable. Action to boot. <laughs> yeah. It sounds slightly like a Russian doll. Which I enjoyed on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that. Is it like that it's at all? It's nothing like Russian Doll. Oh. It is. It's. It, it genuinely is hard to think of something that it compares to because there has been nothing like it that I think well, I've ever seen. Let's go back to the start of this podcast yeah. and compare it to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It was like as if Doctor Strange had lived up to its title about being the Multiverse of Madness, right. yes. and then someone even shook that up and, and not multiplied just spent it. One time in another <laughs> parallel universe where they. Walk across the street on red instead of green. <laughs> Way, this multiverse is mad. That's yo. mad. Uh, no, I loved it, and I will say this: I, I kind of I suggest this movie to a lot of people since I've seen it because I loved it so much. But I always say this caveat is that when it says everything everywhere all at once, it does throw in everything. And that means that you are going to get some scenes that are like high octane action and yeah. some scenes that are very poignant and like meaningful and philosophical. But you're also going to get some stuff that is absolutely ridiculous, silly, over the top. Bonkers. Like bonkers, stupid, crude. It's got everything. And you might find yourself taken out of the film and maybe one of those elements if it doesn't quite connect with you. But I think as a whole, it works perfectly. I think I know which element specifically you're talking about. <laughs> but uh, I think it does well in the f- in the first moments of the film, as you described, to kind of set you up for what it's going to be. Yeah. And once you're in, you're pretty much in. I can't imagine watching anything more than the intro to where to where the film really starts kicking off and then going nah, <laughs> nah i'm out i'm out at this point i think once you're in there you're pretty much in yeah and it, it really is probably the most original film i've seen in like the last decade and i know i haven't done the mass i haven't looked back at all my lists yeah. but i would be hard pressed to think of a film that is it's up there for me with the uh, birdman uh, of whatever year that was in a film that just leaves you going, oh, why are any other films around? This is so good. And then you don't revisit it mm. because you want to keep it locked away in that special See, place in your mind. I did revisit it. You've seen it twice. I've seen it twice at the cinema. Better the second time? Uh, yeah. How so? Because it's quite a chaotic film, obviously. Right. Because of all the multiverse stuff. And I think the second time some of the stuff that feels very chaotic and disjointed starts to fall into place more because mm. you now kind of know how everything fits together. Sure. And so, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's worth the repeat viewing even. Well, that's a recommendation I'm going to take on board and I hope Andrew does too. To watch it a second time? Yeah. I haven't watched it the first time. <laughs> How am I supposed to watch it a second time if I haven't watched it the first time? It is a smorgasbord of delights. It's beautiful. And some of the some of the most beautiful moments... Uh, I will say, hopefully not spoiling anything, are completely silent. Yeah. When you sit there, and I didn't see it in the cinemas, I wish I had, but I imagine that would have been a good minute and a half of a cinema just sitting there breathing and enjoying a very beautiful moment. There was a moment in it that was happening within a high-octane action scene that got me incredibly close to crying. So mm. that's how much it runs a gambit of emotions and situations in this mm. film. It is. And wow. Michelle Yeoh plays the lead. is yeah. incredible. 
You got to see it. You got to see it. It's the number one for a reason, everyone. I really enjoyed Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Is that what it is? And so I am very excited to give this a chance, particularly because it is both of your number ones. Yeah, you should do it. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got another number one to take care of. <laughs> um, I, I, know, I know we've been here for a while, but I thought it would be a miss to not mention some films coming out in December because we obviously had to make this. If you listen to this, I think hopefully we're going to release it on the same week that we recorded it. So it's basically being recorded near the end of November. Mm. So there's a whole month left of 2022 that you're going to miss out on. Here are the ones I think you should look out for. Uh, Violent Night which is basically Die Hard with Santa. Uh, Babylon, which is basically La La Land without the songs. Uh, White Noise, which just looks crazy. I can't compare it to anything. Pretty much this podcast, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Glass Onion, which is a new Knives Out story. Uh, Pinocchio by... And um, Matilda the Musical. That's Ah, going to be a film. Is that a Minchin production? It's Minchin wrote the songs. Okay. Worth a mention. <laughs> Get out, everybody. <laughs> I tell you what I'm not excited for yeah. is Avatar 2. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Andrew, here's an impression. Guess who this is? Oh, I'm James Cameron. I'm going to make one of the best box office hits of uh, 2011, I think. Avatar well, came out. From what I'm Hold on. Okay, not sorry, finished the impression sorry. yet. It gets right. really good. Okay, okay, okay. I'm still finding my feet. Okay. And uh, everyone's going to think I'm a revolutionary genius. I'm going to change the whole shape of the world of movies. I'm going to sit on my ass for 13 years while everyone else makes better films. And then see if anyone cares about Avatar still. Oh, what's that, James Cameron? The only good thing about Avatar was this visual spectacular and now no one cares about that stuff anymore and like literally we don't have 3D movies anymore sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to do well. Who do you think that was? I I, I thought that was a great impression except it should have been done underwater. My problem is most of this film is going to be underwater. Yeah, exactly. Useless. I'm not going to like it. James Cameron set some films above water for a change. Even when he does the Titanic, it ends up underwater. That's true. Water right off. (laughs) I think he just likes swimming because from what I've seen about this movie is that he's basically got the cast swimming in motion capture suits yeah. the entire time. Yeah, brilliant. They must have been so <laughs> tiny. So revolutionary. The only thing that could make it better is if Heath Ledger was in it. Oh, but we can't. Or can we? New technology, probably will. James Cameron's going to reanimate Heath Ledger. <laughs> you, you heard it here first. You know, he does do everything with water. The Abyss, that was underwater. Yeah. Terminator 2. Uh, the guy kind of turned into water. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> another film he's done, True Lies. Yeah. Water. I drank water while watching that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bridge. They drive over a bridge. There's always water in a James Cameron film. And that is a new conspiracy theory. Wow. It's getting really late, Kurt. Don't you want to yeah. wrap this up? I would love to, but you keep talking about James Cameron. The way you said that and the way we spoke about Daniel Radcliffe earlier, are yep. you saying that he needs to rap as in the music style? Ooh, no. We like I, that. I, I no, we're not having the segue. Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> I like this. Uh, that's it, everyone. Thanks for coming to Citizen Lame. Citizen Lame <laughs> is quite the frame. You can... <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a go. What did you um, say? Some lame was quite the what? Frame. It's a, what does that I mean? I don't know. It's talking about frames, don't question movies. question halfway through. Citizen Lame. Citizen Lame. We did the podcast once again. It was Dill and Andrew and Simon was here. We drank some tea and we had some beer. That's how you do it. Mic drop. Thanks for listening. And there'll be more Citizen Lame in the future, potentially. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.